0: Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet. And now here's your host, Lou Paget.
1: Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to the show. Today I'm going to do, um, I'm going to answer some questions that a lot of people ask me. And I'm going to answer them in sort of a, a collective way. And this is when someone will ask me, how do I go about finding someone new let's say you know you have been in a long-term relationship or a marriage and now you're coming out and you are looking for who could be the ideal person for me so i looked at you know you may have friends who can help you do this you may have a therapist but the real person who's going to be choosing who you're with It's going to be you. And so, you know, I know some people will use astrology. What sign are they? But I'll tell you one thing. Western astrology isn't nearly as accurate as Vedic astrology. And that's V-E-D-I-C. And it is the astrology from the Indian Vedas. And instead of looking at your sun sign, it looks at your moon. And I'll tell you, there's a reason why, in all of those old royal portraits, when they would show the court, they would always show a court astrologer. And they didn't make any decision about a marriage or a where they were going or what was going to be happening without consulting the astrologer. So there is definitely, you know something to that. And when you think about it, Vedic astrology is very, very mathematical. And actually, you know, from a progression standpoint and and elsewhere, so is Western astrology. Now, then sometimes people will say that, you know, I'm going to look at what someone's love map is. Now, who's the expert? Who's the person who wrote this? There's many people online who will tell you they are experts. But I love this one man's way of uh, finding out the best financial person he could for his family. he said to him, okay... He said, you tell me that you're, you know, an expert in this area. So this is what I'd ask the person who says they've got the great love maps. How's your love life? How's your sex life? How do things work out for you? Because many times I find they aren't that great. But you, you know, might be able to find someone, you know, who is. Then people want to know, how do I tell if they're sexually compatible? Well, good heavens, I'm probably not the one to ask. I think that's more about you. But please remember That sexual compatibility is but one factor, an important one for many. They want to be proud to be seen with the person. They want to be turned on when they see them. Yet it also has to be something that, you know, sometimes it can fade over a period of time, but it doesn't have to be the only thing, you know, pulling the wagon. Some people, you know, they want to have a similar background or a similar religion life experiences. Now, depending on how rigid one's cultural or religious background is, chances are you will want to have someone who is from a similar background. Most um, Orthodox Jews are not likely to turn around and marry someone who is, you know, an agnostic and previously a Catholic. Probably not going to happen. Uh, I, I mean, I know people who have done that, but it didn't last long. But I also know people who married because they were forced to by their family. And that didn't last either because the choices are yours. Now, let's say, you know, you want to have someone. What happens if you want to choose someone who has a similar life experience? You know, they're just coming out of, you know, whatever it is they're doing. They're starting their career. They've got um, they're divorced or they're widowed. Many times what is happening right now is people are not going into relationships long term um, after graduation because they can't afford to do the things they want to do. they can't afford to you know move out get a house if they've got big huge student loans. So that's one thing and, and I look at the you know married at first sight here are these six people they have three highly trained um, professionals to help them and still, they are and they've looked at all of their compatibility is this working is this not and still they have issues because they're still getting to know one another you can be matched on paper but that's not necessarily the best way to do it which is why i think it's great to meet someone on social media i think it's great to meet someone with on a dating site but it really depends on the intention of the um, the person that you're meeting. Okay, so here's another thing I will ask. These are simple questions and this will start you asking the right questions. How do you like to be touched? Do you like to be touched and are there certain areas that you prefer? Are there certain areas you don't prefer? Um, Do you like a soft touch? Do you like a firmer touch? And one of the things I explain in my seminar, and a lot of these these things that I'm talking about are things that I have written about in my first book uh, and second book, How to Be a Great Lover, and my second book, How to Give Her Absolute Pleasure, because one of the things is when you are, you know, touching, that is you being in someone's, you know, uh, personal space in a way that someone else has not been invited to do so. The other thing is, women tend to like to be touched more lightly and a little more tentatively because that's how they will touch themselves. Also, women's skin tends to often be more sensitive and it's not as thick as men's. Men's skin is thicker and denser, function of testosterone. So men often want to be touched more directly and more firmly, particularly to action spots because that's what they do with themselves and so they will often do that to women and it is too much too quickly so you have to know how you like to be touched another thing you know you want to know is how do they like to be touched if you are you know asking them you can do a stroke on an arm on a leg on the back of the neck and for some people Here's a, here's, a, here's a good thing to find out. How were they touched by an older sister, grandmother or mother? And the reason I tell you that, I've had men tell me that when they were growing up as little boys, they had a, a female relative who would often do a soothing stroke for them that just relaxed them right away. And that's what we call laying down a nerve response pathway. So, as an example, I have a friend of mine, and he told me about his grandmother would hold him and literally she had she had apparently you know uh long nails, but she would put her fingers together you know almost like a little bird's beak, and then she would do it in a circle on his forehead, and it literally was transformative because literally one time i I said really?" and he said yeah he said i he said it's like." And at that time, you know, he and I were sort of dating. I said, well, here, let me let me see if I can do it. It was transformative. I mean, it was like he left his body. Now, I have to tell you, if someone did that to me, I'd hit them because I would be like this. Oh, my God, that's awful. But for him, it was amazing. Another thing that so I mean, it could be a sister who did strokes on his back. Or I knew another man whose grandmother, after he played piano, used to massage his hands. And so, you know, the person that he ended up with knew that hands and hand massages were one of those things that took him back to a place of so being cared and touched in a way that touched his core. Crucial thing to remember. Another thing you want to know how to do is, oh, here's the thing, in the touching If you want to touch in a unique way, do what I have, um, what I created called the swirl. And that's like swirls in ice cream. So what you would do is instead of doing a straight up and down stroke on someone's arm, just think of when you're having a massage. If you're having a massage and they're massaging up and down, you know, your arm or your leg, you know if they're, you know, when they're going in a straight line, your nerves anticipate where they're going to go, right? Now, if you are putting in an irregular pattern, like a big loop or a big, like I call it a, uh, like the uh, ribbon candy type thing on them, the nerves are not going to expect it. And it is going to feel completely unique because they can't anticipate it. Now, You can use the swirl on someone's head, on their back, on their arm, on their leg. You can do it in public. That's the beauty of the swirl. And what it does is it has you, because every single thing we do is electric. We are electronic beings. Every muscle contraction, every nerve impulse, everything is electric. So that's what you're doing. You are creating an electronic connection and delivery of information to them because when people get touched the way that feels best for them, it is there's an opening. There's one of the reasons why people open up completely to hairdressers and people who do manicure, pedicures. First off, they're in their personal space and they are touching them. That then opens up a wall of people not saying what they want or don't, and they all of a sudden start saying things. So when we come back, we're coming up to our first break, we are going to talk about more of the things, and I'm going to talk about an action plan that you can use to create and get yourself ready, and then the dynamic women taping that I'm going to be doing next week. Here come the tunes. Thanks, Roy.
2: was growing up in wisconsin no matter how frigid it was outside my uncle bob never seemed to get cold he would come in from the snow wearing a t-shirt and remark how fresh it was outside then again folks from wisconsin are a pretty hearty bunch as america's official dairy state the cows have been known to give ice cream instead of milk when the temperatures drop what's a word for a giant snowball that is formed by rolling a smaller one through a field of snow hog a dog Megla is an old Scots word meaning to trudge laboriously through the snow. And mufflements is an old Lancashire word for thick, warm, insulating clothes and gloves. Don't forget that you shouldn't try and send text messages if you're standing out in the cold. It can lead to typothermia.
0: I'm
2: Carolyn Davidson and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words.
0: From quantum physics to metaphysics, cryptozoology to conspiracy theory, energy healing to angels, on Into the Light Paranormal Radio, we're here to tell you that just because you haven't experienced it doesn't mean it's not real. Each episode, Kitty Janice, Kimberly Rinaldi, and their guests have one goal, and that's to bring another conversation and another bit of consciousness into the light. Into the Light Paranormal Radio, Thursdays at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific, on the Lessons in Joyful Living Radio Network,
1: show. Next week, I'm going to be taping uh, two segments with the Dynamic Women series, which is also on Toginet. and I'm going to be one of the experts talking um, about manners, and then on the next day, I'm going to be talking um, about uh, discretion. And actually, the area of manners is very near and dear to my heart, because if I had not gone into the area of talking about sexuality, the thing that I knew more about before I started um, doing my research and writing and, and presentations on, on sexuality was manners, etiquette, and deportment. So that would be fun. And I use, you know, the areas of it all the time when I'm presenting relative to sex because one has to have good manners when it comes to sex. Otherwise, things don't go very well, as we would say. Uh, and discretion, I think, is, you know, discretion being the better part of valor. To me, discretion is kind of like that cousin of manners. Anyway, I told you I was going to talk about an action plan. Now, I'm thinking I'm going to put this up on my site, lubehaget.com, as um, a new posting. Because what I find for most people is that if they have something to follow, they often will do it. But it's kind of like if they are if they have to do things on their own mm, leaving it to chance is not a good idea excuse me just had to have a little sip of water there so i am going to borrow from a um, gentleman who I do entrepreneurial coaching with when I do this but um, i'm going to finish with how do they like to be touched? How does a person like to be touched? We talked about the swirl. The other thing you need to know and be clear about up front is how do you like to be kissed? Now, sometimes, you know, people are, you know, get a little too carried away. Too much tongue, too hard. And I've had guys tell me, oh my God, she tried to ram her tongue down my throat. I'm like, oh good Lord, that must have been awful. They said, It would like nothing else went on from there. He said, I totally lost my erection. Things were done, period. I was out of there. And yet you want to be able to, because that's usually the thing that first introduces you to whether or not, you know, there's going to be some chemistry. Um, Most people know by that first kiss, whether or not there could be something else. And, you know, as the British would say, The snogging has got to be good. So it may be, you know, you want a little more lower lip. You want to be softer. If you want to know how you kiss, kiss the side of your hand. And kiss the side of your hand. Close your eyes. It may seem goofy. But if you close your eyes and do it, your hand is going to feel more. And the reason it will is that, your eyes use up a tremendous amount of your brain's energy. And FYI, your brain uses 20% of your body's energy, which volume per volume, it is a tiny part weight-wise of your body, but it uses up 20% of your body energy. And a big part of that is the visual. So if you want to know how you kiss, Kiss your hand and see, do you have, you know, lead with the lower lip? Do you sort of, one must always avoid plunger puss at any time. That is simply not attractive. And if you've ever seen, oh, it's so sad, but ever seen one of those shows where someone who has never kissed someone or, you know, have to be a virgin until they get married or they're not supposed to do any of this, watching them with their first awkward kiss, you know, they have no idea what they're doing. And how would they? They've never done it before. But for you, if you're looking to find out how someone or you want to be able to be kissed, practice that. And then the other thing you can do so that the person doesn't feel they're being judged, kiss them. Um, and yet one other thing that is very helpful is to cradle the, the sides of someone's face or their neck so that you can move them the way that you want. But it also holds them the way you want, so you don't have to like, you know, your neck doesn't have to go back or forward, whatever. And kiss them the way you like to be kissed. There's two steps to this, three actually. Kiss them the way you like to be kissed. Then step back and say how much you like kissing. How much you like kissing them. And your next thing, is to look at them and say, you know, will you show me what it feels like to be kissed by me? That way, they are following your direction of muscle memory without it being something that they haven't done or weren't doing. It isn't a criticism, it's a guidance. And for most people, whether it's a woman or a man, being guided makes them feel, "Oh, I'm just part of this." Versus someone saying, "Oh, I really don't like that." There can't be anything that you know is a bigger shutdown for most people than someone saying, "You know, you don't kiss the way I prefer." And I remember one man um, telling the woman he was going out with, uh, "I just, I really do not like the way you kiss." Can I tell you? It was just the clock was ticking, you know, days later, it was the end. And I also know people have told me they will look at someone's lips and know whether or not they're going to kiss them. Whether it's, you know, whether your orientation is one way or the other, or you are, you know, female or male body or whatever, you know, you want to ascribe yourself being people know when they find someone's mouth appealing and, For men particularly, gentlemen, if you're going to be kissing anybody, make sure that area below your lower lip. And if you want to know if it's too rough and it's going to feel rough to a partner, whether you're kissing, whether you're going south of the border, whatever it is you're doing. And I made that comment when I did my Bill O'Reilly interview, and he lost it. He was like, well, I don't think we can go there. And I said, oh, no, not a problem, but I'll show you how to test for it. Which he did on the air. I didn't know that until I saw it afterwards. Um, anyway, here's how you test if your lower lip is smooth enough for a little, as the British say, snogging. Take your wrist, wrap your lower lip over your lower teeth, you know, um, like you would be if you're going to do a whistle. like, And then take your wrist and rub it across that area. If you can feel spiky little hairs, so will your partner and they may not like it. Well, first up, it feels like sandpaper. It really does. And, you know, I, I know, you know, the short-trimmed beard is, you know, all the, you know, uh, the thing de rigueur, but I will tell you, if you do have facial hair, please use a conditioner on it when you're in the shower. It will make it much softer, and it will make it easier for a partner um, to deal with, particularly on sensitive body areas, Isn't that a nice way of putting it? So here's, so do you, you know, do you know how you like to be touched, how you like to be kissed? And you also have to know that about them. Those are some of the first things to start. And if you want to know about the swirl, it's in my first book, How to Be a Great Lover, which is um, you should be able to get on Amazon in a hot moment. I used to carry my books myself. But what ended up happening is I get treated the same way as any bookstore. I don't get any break because I'm the author, like none. Actually, bookstores get a bigger break. They can return books. I can't. And so what was happening is Amazon could order them in more cheaply and ship them with no shipping, which I couldn't do. So I have to send people to online stores if they wish to get them or, you know, take your little self down to – the you know, local book establishment. So here we go. We are going into an action plan for someone who is looking to find a new partner. Now, this can also be um, applicable for people who have a partner because there are times when sometimes people start taking things for granted and If I can be really honest, that is what we call a slippery slope. And I remember the first time I got told that a a friend of mine, he had gotten, they had gotten married and really the reason they got married is because Barb's parents were moving and these two were going out, but they never should have gotten married. And it was so that, you know, because her parents were moving, they thought, okay, good. Barb is with so-and-so and and things are going to be fine. Well, it was actually him who told me, you know, the real issue with marriage, he said, the not paying attention, he said, it's a really slippery slope. He said, because you just, it's so gradual that sometimes you don't notice it. And he said, that's a real problem. And, you know, it was a matter of, you know, six months, nine months, and, you know, the two of them were divorcing. Anyway, the other thing about that, they got married because of, you know, a a different reason than actually the two of them wanting to be together. I know people who got married because someone was sick and they were like, oh, my God, I I just lost somebody. I can't lose you. Uh, Someone who was with someone and said, oh, my God, um, you are after a major disaster, catastrophe. I I can't lose you. I've lost my house, Uh, you know all of the upset, and they never should have got married in the first place. So when we come back, I'm gonna start in with the number one thing that you need to do if the number one part of the action plan, and that is what are you selling? What do you have to offer? And that is something that can get, for some people, a little bit dicey, but you have to know who you are and you have to know what's important for you. So, you know, when we look at things as, you know, a project, people tend to get things a little more pulled together. So, and we're going to talk about one of the other most important behaviors and then we're going to jump right into the 4 point action plan. And I don't think my business mentor ever expected me to take it and turn it into something for sex see (laughs) everything is everything can be turned into sex here come the tunes
2: Notice you buy more groceries when you use a large shopping cart. The shopping cart or trolley as it was originally called was invented in 1937 by Sylvan Goldman, owner of two Oklahoma City grocery stores. Back then, shoppers carried their food in wicker baskets. One day Goldman was observing his customers and realized that as soon as their baskets were full or too heavy on their arm, people stopped shopping. Goldman thought if we could somehow give customers two baskets, we could do considerably more business. What's another word for a resourceful person? A debruyard. Goldman put wheels on some folding chairs, attached two baskets to the seat, and let the back of the chair act as a handle so the cart could be pushed with one hand. What do you call anything that can be manipulated with one hand? A thumbadoodle. It's I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words-you-never-heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words.
1: It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond.
2: Walking is one of the easiest and cheapest ways to stay fit. A long-term study published by the American Heart Association indicates that women who walk for two or more hours per week have a much lower risk of stroke than women who don't walk for exercise. Researchers found that walking for two or more hours per week resulted in a 30% lower risk of stroke. Walking at a brisk pace of three miles per hour or faster translates to a 37% lower risk of stroke. Remember, being active is essential to promoting cardiovascular health. Reducing the risk of cardiovascular disease. Walking is a simple way of achieving physical exercise. It's beneficial, it's exhilarating, and it's easy to do. I'm Annette Hammond. Visit our website at AnnetteHammond.com. Welcome
0: back to Sex Talk. Imagine having access to some of the best experts in the field of sexuality and sexual health so you can finally ask that question. Be it function, sensation, or something you've heard, this is the spot. It's Sex Talk with Lou on toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Lou Paget. <laughs>
1: Hello and welcome back. Also, I just wanted to let you know if you do happen to listen to the Designing, uh, Designing, hello, Dynamic Women series on Togenet, um, I was in the section uh, that Sandra Beck and Linda Crater put together on blended uh, families. And then I was also in the uh, segment on family labels. And I have to tell you, those shows are fun and when they say dynamic, they're not joking. They get all kinds of great women on who have, you know, on occasion, varying opinions on things, but also lots of real down-to-earth life experience that so many people can identify with and learn from. Uh, but it's not, you know, like a, a beat-up session. It's not an angry session. It's more, hey, this is what happened. But I choose to look at this, and I this is what I saw, blah, blah, blah. Anyway. Um, I'm going to just finish off with, you want to choose somebody, you want to find somebody you're interested, or you want to adjust or change things in the relationship or where you are right now, one of the most important things you can do, bar none, pay attention to their words, but pay more attention to their behavior. And I'll give you two examples of two women who just recently, one of them was on a compatibility scale from a sexuality standpoint, off the freaking charts. And he, you know, she said, I have never had such good sex in my life. And, you know, she was widowed, and she said, It was, she said, I apologize to my husband, but she said, This is just the best sex I've ever had. However, from a compatibility standpoint, she is completely financially independent and he is in a rented one bedroom apartment and there's no, it there's the sexuality is the only thing they have. There's nothing more that can grow from it. They can't travel together. You know, she's like, look, I'm not, and here's what women who have financial means will often say, I do not want to be a nurse and I do not want to be a purse. Neither one. And, Hey, I hear them. So, And there's another woman I know who had just spent an amazing eight days with this um, gentleman. They'd known each other over a year. And uh, she was, yeah, I guess about a year. And she went, he had come to visit her um, about five months ago. She went down to visit him. And... You know, they, they went on a short little cruise and then came back and went there at his place. But here's the, when I talk about pay attention to words, but more to the behavior, she's been back a week. She, you know, she texted him, sent him, you know, a message, and she hasn't heard from him in five days, almost six days. And, you know, whether you want to call it ghosting or call it what it really is, that you don't have, you know, the spine or the cojones to say, I, you know, I don't, I don't want to, you know, this to go any further. And, you know, there's no future in this. So we might as well end this now. Or instead of, you know, they'll just do the passive aggressive stuff. Now, on the books, does it look like there could be a future with this one? No, no, (laughs) no. But it's, letting someone know, you know what, we enjoyed each other's company, we had a good time, but um, I'll, I'll maintain my fond memories. There we go. So now looking at your doing an action plan for yourself when you're wanting to go into something new or change what you're already in, the first thing you have to look at, and thank you very much, Darren Hardy, this I know is not what he ever expected with this business model, Um, what are you selling and what do you have to offer? Okay? And you have to be really clear about this. Now, if your thing is you're saying, um, I have strong family values, I have career direction and flexibility, I have status, please be careful about that when it can change. The important thing to do with this is do a personal assets and liabilities column. Those can give you A, you know, a a way of looking at yourself as someone else might. And, you know, um, how are your finances? I use an example of a friend of mine who they had been married. Can't remember. But when it came time for the first time for them to do taxes, that was when she discovered he had not filed taxes in like three years. It was an absolute disaster. And she knew nothing about that before they got married. She would have wanted to know that, trust me. Um, do you have children? Do you not have children? Do you want children? If the only thing you're selling is a hot body, please be prepared to have that become an expendable commodity. It may not last forever, FYI. So, you know, the important thing is looking at what are your assets and what are your liabilities. Do you have a, you know, a really solid group of friends that you enjoy spending time with? Are, you know, do you have similar sexual orientations? Make sure you, you know, you are fall in love with someone that there could be a future. I know of women who have fallen in love with gay men. And to say that it, you know, was upsetting for them. I also know men who have fallen in love with women who, you know, are only into women, period. And they're like grade A, never been with a man type. So the one thing I will tell you is if you have a drug or drinking problem, deal with it. Or if you have anger issues, deal with those too. No one wants to be with someone who is angry, particularly if it's the angry after they've been drinking. And if you think the only, if the only reason someone's with you is because you have a big wallet or lots of money, then someone's in bed and in a relationship with a wallet that's you know that's what's going forward and i will use a friend of mine who has just had a worldwide precipitous fall from grace in influence in money in everything now i have no idea whether or not the person that they're married to right now is going to stay with them um they may they may not Uh, because and I remember the person saying to me when because we had been on a holiday together um, well you know there's there's issues that have to be dealt with because this person you know had some health issues and for them that was you know that could be a problem they said I have to be aware that you know this could happen in the future Uh, But I'm quite sure they never anticipated this happening. So there we go. Question number one, what are you selling and what do you have to offer? And probably the big question about this, what shape is what you are selling and what you have to offer in? So you want to make sure you get yourself in whatever possible best shape possible you know whether it's financial whether it is your body whether it's your health whatever it may be now point number two in the action plan is who has a perceived need for it okay and please always be aware you are likely not to have met this person yet anyone who does any work on personal development speaking presentations things that are um body energetics they know full well whether you believe it works or whether you believe it doesn't work it does work and that's the law of attraction and when so that's why i say that thing about if you you know want to be around if you're angry all you're going to do is pull in angry or pull in wounded and then you know you really want to spend your time you know being someone's therapist i don't think so and i remember um men telling me they would not be with a woman who had thin lips or thin hips and i was like why is that and they said well first off they're, they're probably they're not going to be typing yeah pardon they're not going to be kissing very well and thin hips means you know they're going to be all tight through their hips and they're not going to be interested in sex i said you can tell that much <laughs> they were like yes absolutely so the question here is who has a perceived need for what you're offering is it someone who wants to have a partner is it someone who wants to be a parent now and when it comes to partner and parent be really clear about the differentiation between that so if you are in a current relationship what is the perceived need that you know the person who you are with Why are, you know, what's their need for their reason for needing you? Do they want to be loved? Do they want to know that they have, you know, the stability of a family life? Is there something that, you know, they very much identify with the power of being, you know, a family and a dad or a mom or whatever it may be? So whatever the, you know, the perceived need may be, it may be a single dad who wants a single mom. It could be companionship, of which there are many varieties. Now, the other thing to look at, if who has a perceived need for it, who is the one that got away, right? So, if there's someone who you, you know, you were the one that got away. What did they need about you? That can, you know, sometimes clarify things for you. And are you enough? Or are you too much for someone you know that you know you might be considering? I'll use Lisa Kudrow from the TV show Friends, and she had just totally lost out on an amazing part. I don't know if it was Seinfeld or what it was, but she had just lost out on it, and she had gone to a party and was very depressed. And she just said, "To heck with it!" And this was just before Friends. She got the part in Friends. She said, "To heck with it! I'm going to go up to the best-looking guy." in this entire party and start talking to him. She said, I never would have done that otherwise. That guy has now been her husband for about two decades. So when we come back, I'm gonna talk about steps three and four on your action plan. Stay with me, here come the tunes.
2: The U.S. sure has experienced torrential thunderstorms, lightning, and flooding recently. Thunderstorms, otherwise known as cockeyed bobs, can be pretty scary. What's the fear of thunder and lightning called? Astrophobia. Years ago, Roy Sullivan, a Virginia Park ranger, was struck by lightning seven different times and lived to tell about it. Lightning struck his head through his hat, set his hair on fire, and burned his eyebrows off. The current from the lightning traveled through both legs and blew his shoes off. The final lightning bolt hit him while fishing, and he was hospitalized for chest and stomach burns. Believe it or not, Roy Sullivan managed to recover from seven lightning strikes, but later died of a self-inflicted gunshot wound as a result of loneliness, otherwise known as azagphrenia. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words-you-never-heard vocabulary with my free app, Too
0: Funny for Word.
1: as I said before the break, I'm going to continue with the four-point action plan that actually came from my business, one of my business mentors, and as about helping you become the best that you could be in business. And I thought, oh, I'm just going to tilt this one a little bit on its head and change it into something that I could see that it could be so applicable for people who are wanting to change things within their relationships or looking for a new relationship. So point one was, what are you selling and what are you offering? Point number two is, who has a perceived need for it? What do you have that they would need, that they would want? And point number three is, where? and here's the thing, you don't want to just go after one person at a time. It's best if you go after things that are people who are gathered in groups. There's a completely different synergy. So, And this was also a business dynamic of the person realizing instead of selling one thing at a time, they could sell a box of them, and that was how they ended up coming up with a business model knowing sell multiples as opposed to one at a time. So the question for point number three is where would these people be gathering um, in groups and who is the leader of the group? So again, as I said, you want to sell to a group as opposed to one-on-one and where are you going to find that like-minded group? Is it going to be at a sport event? Is it going to be a political thing? Is it going to be the gym? Is, will it be a place of worship? Will it be, um, you know, I remember a former Miss Universe who had been married to Mario Lopez. She uh, found out that he had been fooling around on her. Uh, they did get married, but she had it annulled. Her friends had told her, you know, he's been fooling around on you, which he was. And, um, not that I want to tell tales out of school, but I remember him asking me specifically, I was doing, uh, I was one of the guest experts on a show and he asked me, he said, my girlfriend really wants to get married, but I don't know about it. And I said, Mario, if you don't want to get married, don't do it period. I said, just because someone else wants to get married is not reason enough for you to do it. Well, they did. And within weeks, you know, it had ended. But the story is, for her, here she was, you know, all of this big wedding and media, blah blah. Where she ended up meeting her now husband was in a Catholic Bible study class. Because that was where she went for um, her solace, for her faith. And this is and this man is there, and it was like boom. So so even though you think something, you know may not be going the right way it may very well so and the other thing is it really doesn't matter what your age is at this point what matters is whether or not someone's interested and interesting okay you and and these people who write these things about do this and they will fall in love with you what a bunch of horse pucky i'm sorry the bs meter has to be pushed here you cannot make someone fall in love with you. You can. You can get them into bed, no question. You can do things with them. Yet their heart is something that is determined by a completely separate set of parameters. And you're not in charge of it. They are. So, and you know, and I see some people in their 20s and 30s And they're happy, you know, the status quo is, you know, stay with mom and dad because they don't want to have to move out. They can't afford to move out. And they want to have a relationship, but the dynamic is, you know, it it ends up being one that's almost like you're in high school or college. It isn't grown up. Now, I will say that is slightly different in, in areas of Europe and in France and in Italy, Where they often will stay, you know, uh, in their parents' home again because they can't afford it. Now, when, so when you're looking at, you know, the important thing about this point number three where are these people already gathered in groups and who's the leader? You've got to get yourself out there. People are not going to come and knock on your door. Just that's just how it is. They may knock on your Tinder account, but how many times does a Tinder account give you something that's really real. I mean, I I would say it's probably maybe 10%. And then it's the, the other thing that has happened with this is that the element of choice, there are so many to choose from. People literally get paralyzed in their ability to choose. So find the leader is, you know, if it is that, you know, political thing, hey, I will bet you, Speaking of meeting someone in a, you know, your political world or work world, I will bet you Hope Hicks, who was the communications director at the White House. I will bet you she wished someone had told her what the guy was like, who she had been dating, who she finds out after the fact has, you know, both of his former wives. He had been physically abusive to both of his former wives in addition to other women. Really? I you know, you want to find out because here's the thing. You need to find out what this person is like. And particularly if you can speak to, you know, know who a former partner is or their children, because kids will often tell what's going on. (laughs) They'll, They'll be straightforward. So how are you going to influence the leader, is point number four, to advocate for you? Well, point number one, make yourself known. Volunteer for what you're going to do. Say, you know, I'd like to become involved with, X, Y, or Z. And here's the thing. You may think that you, know, you wanna meet someone there and there could be someone there that you think, oh, I'd like to meet, you know, blah, blah. Well, it may turn out that after a period of time, you're more interested in Joe Zeibenheimer and you never expected that. It came out of left field. That's one of those things that when you are open to having things change in your life, they will show up in a way you did not expect. And often the universe has a real sense of humor when it comes to stuff like this. So one of the things I'm like, okay, so here are the four points that I want you to remember when you are putting together an action plan to either change your relationship or find a new one. What are you selling? Point one. Number two, who has a perceived need for it? Number three, Where are those people and where are they already gathered in groups? Is it a group of realtors and, you know, you want to do something for realtors with websites or you have, you know, you want to meet someone who would be interested in a biking club, whatever it may be, and find out who the leader of the group is, still point three. And four, how are you going to um, influence and contact the person who then could advocate for you? So, hope you took all those little notes down. Now, also, my final point that I want to make: I've been doing seven different courses over the last six six weeks. To say that my brain is a little bit fried is an understatement. But the important, what I want to share with you is, your health is so crucial to you being able to be in a relationship and to be sexually happy and functional. And one of the areas that many people have so little awareness about is how crucially important your oral health is for the rest of your body. And it is something that, as an example, there was a a researcher by the name of Thomas Rao R-A-U, and he has a, um, it's called the Paracelsus Clinic. He was the original founder of it. But what he found is that women, who had breast cancer you know we talk about energy in the body and meridians and things he found that women who had breast cancer had had a root canal on that tooth on that meridian of the body to 97 98 percent isn't that scary and the reason that root canals are so insidious is it's literally a fossilized anaerobic meaning it does it is bacteria that has seeped into that tooth it's not sealed off like they tell you so what it is is some of the most toxic bacteria that you could produce in your body is in a root canal and for people who want to have and and that can manifest itself in sore joints sore shoulders arthritis in knees in dementia I mean, it is, when I say it's insidious, it's unbelievable what can happen by having root canals. The other thing is the toxicity of mercury amalgams, which means it's 50% mercury. Mercury is a neurotoxin of astonishing toxicity. And so when you are looking at wanting to, so you can have your body, you know, feeding it organic food. And, working out and doing all of the things you should be doing and yet if you have a mouth that has a constant storm of toxic bacteria and toxic things in it every time you swallow that toxicity is going through your entire body nice thought huh so unless you take care of it you are not going to be able to be as healthy in your body or healthy in your sexual function or healthy in your life as you could be. So, I mean, the other thing that many times people are not even aware of is how detrimental obesity is for your life. For I mean, and you can have one of four different types of obesity, one of, and it's something that I want people to have an awareness. You're not being told by standard medicine and you're not being told by standard dentistry. And the reason for that is that they have a long locked in. um, There's no reason for them to change it at this point, but there will be because people are no longer going to listen to. Yeah, I'm I'll I'll just follow this perceived thing. They're becoming smarter and they want better health. As another example, I know a plastic surgeon who literally was just sharing with someone. My business has absolutely tanked. And the main reason for it is because people are not wanting to go to surgery. They're getting much better impact with non-invasive treatments, whether it is PRP, whether it is laser, whatever it may be, nutrition, you know, uh, uh, micro vibration. So for all of these things, our bodies are our tools that we run through this world in. Please take care of yours. If you have any questions, you can find me on my website. Paget.com. i'm going to be on the dynamic women and remember you can find someone but the important thing is finding out what works best for you first and once you are feeling once you're out there just you know giving off that energy you're going to pull something in have an awesome week and i will talk with you next week here come the tunes bye for now
0: For being a part of Sex Talk with Lou on Toginet with host Lou Paget. Every week this will be your chance to be a fly on the wall and learn about one of the most important parts of our health: our sexual health. Join Lou Paget.